welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. Caribbean Court of Justice accepted into the International Consortium for Court Excellence. Puerto Rico House approves funds to repay bondholders. MPC Caribbean Clean Energy reports 597,000 for quarter earnings. Jamaica's Southern Plains Agri-Project allocated $1.3 billion. Haiti and the Dominican Republic get organized in the fight against cattle theft. Pan American Health Organization delivers 100 million COVAX vaccine doses to Latin America and the Caribbean. And Caribbean Airlines offering layaway plans for travel tickets. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Wednesday, February 16. We start a report today at the Caribbean Court of Justice. In a press statement, the Caribbean Court of Justice announced that it has become the first court in the region to be accepted into the prestigious international Consortium for Court Excellence. The International Consortium for Court Excellence is an international network of courts and other organizations with expertise in court and judicial administration dedicated to ensuring high-quality service delivery. Just ahead of its 17th anniversary in April 2022, the court has joined the ranks of other long-established organizations such as the Supreme Court of Singapore and the National Center for State Courts of the United States that also belong to the International Consortium for Court Excellence. To be accepted into the International Consortium for Court Excellence, organizations must demonstrate a commitment to excellence using an international framework for court excellence, a quality management system designed to help courts consistently improve their performance in seven core areas. These include court management and leadership, court policies, court proceedings, public trust, confidence, user satisfaction, court resources, and affordable and accessible court services. The International Framework for Court Excellence was first introduced to the court by its former Caribbean Court of Justice President, the Right Honorable Sir Dennis Byron in 2016. Following an objective self-assessment undertaken by the court, several projects were subsequently initiated to address limitations identified from the assessment. Some of these initiatives include the implementation of an online e-filing system, which now allows individuals to file documents at the court electronically, reducing the cost and time spent on filing. The implementation of a human resources information system that has improved the organization organization's ability to effectively collect and store employee information. The linking of the court's strategic agenda to its excellence framework with the creation of monitoring and evaluation processes and the introduction of enterprise risk management to help the court identify and manage risk. These initiatives have helped to transform the manner in which the court currently operates. The Caribbean Court of Justice was inaugurated in Port of Spain, Republic of Trinidad and Tobago on April 16, 2005, and presently has a bench of seven judges presiding over the Caribbean Court of Justice, President the Honorable Mr. Justice Adrian Saunders. The Caribbean Court of Justice has an original and an appealate jurisdiction and is effectively therefore two courts in one. In its original jurisdiction, it is an international court with exclusive jurisdiction to interpret and apply the rules set out in the revised Treaty of 
Kaguaramas and to decide disputes arising under it. The revised Treaty of Kaguaramas established the Caribbean community and CARICOM single market economy. In the original jurisdiction, the Caribbean Court of Justice is critical to the CARICOM single market economy and all 12 member states, which belong to the CARICOM single market and economy, including citizens, business, and governments, and can access the court's original jurisdiction to protect their rights under the revised treaty. In its appealist jurisdiction, the Caribbean Court of Justice is the final court of appeal for criminal and civil matters for those countries in the Caribbean that alter their national constitutions to enable the Caribbean Court of Justice to perform that role. At present, four states access the court in its appellate jurisdiction. They are Barbados, Belize, Dominica, and Guyana. However, by signing and ratifying the agreement established, the Caribbean Court of Justice member states of the Caribbean community have demonstrated a commitment to making the Caribbean Court of Justice their final court of appeal. At present, four states access the court in its appellate jurisdiction. They are Barbados, Belize, Dominica, and Guyana. However, by signing and ratifying the agreement establishing the Caribbean Court of Justice, member states of the community have demonstrated a commitment to making the Caribbean Court of Justice their final court of appeal. The Bond Buyer reports that the Puerto Rico House of Representatives approved money for the central government's plan of adjustment Tuesday, setting the stage for dollars to begin flowing to bondholders who have not been paid since the island defaulted on its debt in 2016. The measure authorizes spending of $10.9 billion from past year revenues for paying various plans of adjustment entities, including nearly $8 billion to pay bondholders and bond insurers. Legislators voted 26 to 25 in favor of the amendment fiscal year 2022 budget, sending it to the Puerto Rico Senate for consideration. If approved, it heads to Governor Pedro Pelosi for final approval. Ultimately, though, it will be up to the Puerto Rico Oversight Board to either approve it or submit its own version of the budget as its final say over the budget and spending. With the Puerto Rico House of Representatives approving money for the plan of adjustment, the Puerto Rico Senate will now consider the measure. The measure also authorizes amending the fiscal year 2022 general fund budget to spend $12.377 billion, up from the current $10.112 billion. If the budget is approved in its current form, $1.09 billion would be used from the current year revenues for debt service payments. An additional $1.42 billion would be contributed to the government's pension trust. Fiscal year 2022 runs until June 30th, 2022. Trinidad and Tobago Newsday reports that MPC Caribbean Clean Energy Limited has reported 597,984.93 U.S. dollars in earnings for the fourth quarter 
in its 2021 financial year. It is an audited financial statement for the year ending December 31st, 2021. Chairman Fernando Zuniga said the commercial and technical performances of the underlying assets of its investments were within expected range. Necessary technical measures were carried out by stabilizing the production of underlying assets. He said the solar park in Jamaica met expectations from the technical and commercial points of view, and production and revenues were stable and slightly above budget expectations, but operating expenses were higher by 11.9% due to on-schedule maintenance. Tila Wynn, the wind farm in Costa Rica, exceeded operating costs by 78.35% due to postponed blade repair work and the revenues from the low tariff period were consumed by those expenses. He said discussions with Costa Rican regulator led to the adjustment of the tariff ban. MPC's third facility, San Istro Solar Park in El Salvador, did not perform well due to technical issues, he said. But the lack of performance could be offset financially due to cost discipline resulting in final earnings above the forecast of by 59.95%. Zuniga said MPC was hopeful of the future and was expecting performance improvements and further diversification of its portfolio in Monte Plata Phase 1 solar park in the Dominican Republic. He said the expansion of the Monte Plaza asset with Phase 2 is progressing well and financial closing with the senior lender FMO the Dutch Development Bank, and DEG, German Investment Corporation, is expected to take place in the second quarter. The completion of the acquisition remains subject to approval, which is expected to be obtained during the first quarter. Start of operations of the expanded solar park with a total capacity of 74 megawatts of power is targeted for quarter 2023. The power purchase agreement was signed on October 15, 2021, for a period of 15 years, starting from commercial operation date. It will become the largest asset in the portfolio, expanding the geographic footprint to a total of four countries, including Jamaica, Costa Rica, El Salvador, and the Dominican Republic. Jamaica Information Service reports that the Ministry of Finance and the Public Service will continue to work under the pilot program for Climate Resilience Phase 2 during the new financial year through a $433.3 million budgetary allocation. The project, which initially ran from April 2013 to September 2015 and has since been expanded, aims to improve the quality and use of climate-related data for effective planning and action at the local and national levels. Achievements up to December 2021 include installation of 35 automatic water stations by the Meteorological Service of Jamaica to capture rainfall data, provisions of 32 soil moisture probes, and development and installation of real-time hydromet system by the Water Resource Authority, and putting in place a sea-level tide gauge to monitor at the Montego Bay Pier. The money allocated for 20 
2022-2023 will be used to complete 10 climate smart interventions for the Ministry of Health and Wellness and the development of early warning messages for six vulnerable groups. The project, which has been extended to August 2022, is being financed by the World Bank. Jamaica Information Service reports that more than $1.3 billion has been allocated for Southern Plains Agricultural Development Project, which aims to provide access to irrigation water on fallow sugar lands to increase agricultural productivity through the modernization of the agricultural sector. The project includes construction of wells and canal network and the development of the associated agricultural infrastructure in the arable areas in St. Catherine and in Clarendon. Anticipated targets for 2022 and 2023 include the acquisition of Geographic Information System GIS equipment, commencement and road rehabilitation and installation of irrigation networks, construction of a pump house and reservoir, and canal rehabilitation will also begin during this period. The project, which originally ran from December 2019 to June 2022, has been extended to June 2023. The Ministry of Agriculture and Fisheries is spearheading the project. Funding is being provided by the Caribbean Development Bank. Haiti Libre reports that Barbito de Leon, the Dominican Council in Unamente declared that a surveillance work was carried out in coordination with the Haitian authorities to deal mainly with the theft of cattle, vehicles, and the entry of illegal immigrants. Haitian authorities have appointed a special representative, an approach that is part of point four of the bilateral agreement of January 12, 2021. For De Leon, these measures are the result of coordinated efforts between the two countries, stressing that the Haitian representative travels with Dominican representatives the border area to detect and note irregular actions. Adding that on the instructions of Dominican Republic President Luis Abner, responses have been made to the points agreed upon in the last meeting between civilian, military police, cattle breeders, and other sectors of the Gabon border area. The general commander of the army, together with other high-ranking military officers, diplomatic authorities, and immigration representatives, visited the northern border and agreed on increased reinforcements to fight against cattle theft and trafficking of Haitians. A special unit against cattle theft have been set up, made up of 30 soldiers acting in coordination with Council de Leon. Besides the 30 soldiers and the cattle rustling unit, four trucks, 30 motorcycles, drones, and intelligent personnel will be used to gather information and determine how these events occur at the border. St. Martin Island Times reports that Windward Island Teachers Union President Stuart Johnson returned last weekend after attending the 40th Biennial Caribbean Teachers Union Conference held at the Merritt Resort in St. Kitts. The Caribbean Teachers Union, formed in August 1, 1935, is a federation of teachers unions in the Caribbean that aims to impart knowledge and experience while promoting and supporting teacher work and education throughout the region. 
The Caribbean Teachers Union acts as a collective voice for all its affiliated unions advocating on their behalf on all education-related matters. The theme of the conference was Educators, the Key to Development and Recovery Amid Today's Regional and Global Challenges. Johnson made history by being elected to the position of third vice president for the Caribbean Teachers Union on February 11, 2022. This senior executive position is the first time in the Windward Island Teachers Union's history to attend the conference where we were awarded a position that will open up endless opportunities for its members. Johnson as third vice president will coordinate all the Caribbean Teacher Union sporting events within his membership as one of the top decision makers on the executive body. In addition, the third vice president assumes the responsibility for all social, cultural, welfare, and benefit services throughout the Caribbean region. Opening this new door of opportunity as the third vice president of the Caribbean Teachers Union is about creating opportunities for others to take unionism to another level in St. Martin, Johnson said. President Johnson will also serve as the steering committee of the newly formed Caribbean Teachers Union Health and Wellness Committee. The committee is tasked with ensuring the physiological and social well-being of educators throughout the region. Another highlight at the conference was the adoption of the gender policy that has the full support of the Windward Island Teachers Union. The Caribbean Teachers Union gender policy can be useful in providing guidance to officials, employees, and committee leaders of the Caribbean Teachers Union and its affiliated teachers unions who must ensure compliance with the provisions of legislation and regulations governing the education sector in the Caribbean region and in participating countries. It is also into consideration the requirements of national, regional, and international conventions, as well as as the implications of the Caribbean Teachers Union's planned policy actions on all teachers, whether men, women, lesbians, gay, bisexuals, transgender, queer, intersex, and teachers. Asexual people who are active members of the Caribbean Teachers Union and its affiliated teachers union. The Caribbean Union of Teachers is an umbrella body for teachers in the Caribbean from Bermuda in the north to Suriname in the south. Membership in the body includes 26 teacher unions from Anguilla, Antigua, and Barbuda, Bahamas, Barbados, Belize, Bermuda, British Virgin Islands, Suriname, Haiti, Dominica, Grenada, Guadeloupe, Guyana, Jamaica, Montserrat, Nevis, St. Croix, St. Kitts, St. Lucia, St. Vincent and the Grenadines, Trinidad and Tobago, and the Windward Islands. The number of doses of COVID-19 vaccines delivered by the Pan American Health Organization to Latin America and the Caribbean reached 100 million. Thanks to the efforts of the organization's revolving fund, the procurement and delivery partner of COVAX in the region. The latest batch of vaccines includes 151-200 doses of Moderna vaccine as a part of the COVAX support to Haiti and one 5 million doses of Pfizer vaccines for Ecuador donated by Spain. The 100 million doses mark a significant milestone, Pan American Health Director Dr. Caricia F. Etienne said. 
thanks to close coordination between COVAX and our revolving fund and the generous support of partners that help our region secure doses when supply was limited. Our countries are better placed to get shots into the arms and protect their populations, including the most vulnerable. The Pan American Health Organization Revolving Fund is the designated procurement agency for COVAX in the Americas, leveraging over four decades of experience in vaccine procurement. The Revolving Fund has now supplied 100 million COVID-19 vaccines to 33 countries. Approximately 30% of these were donated by the United States of America, Canada, Spain, Germany, France, Japan, Sweden, Norway, and Denmark. While 63% of people in Latin America and the Caribbean have now been vaccinated against COVID-19, coverage remains uneven with 14 countries and territories yet to immunize even 40% of their population. Haiti remains at the bottom of the list with vaccine coverage less than 1.2%. And finally, Antigua Newsroom reports that in keeping with its campaign to reset expectations, Caribbean Airlines has expanded its interest-free payment plan, Caribbean Layaway. Now, from as little as 25% down, customers can hold bookings for travel ranging from two months to 12 months prior to their departure date. With three easy payments, persons may access Caribbean layaway for travel to and from any Caribbean airline destination, excluding travel on the domestic air bridge between Trinidad and Tobago. Customers are given a payment schedule upon confirmation of booking. Commenting on the extension of the Caribbean layaway, CEO Garvin Madeira said Caribbean airlines always look for ways to add value for customers. So we have expanded our Caribbean layaway interest-free payment plan to include all of our destinations. Caribbean layaway is available at all city ticket offices throughout the Caribbean Airlines network and via the reservation sales and customer support call center. At this time, Caribbean layaway is not available online or at airport ticket counters. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Wednesday, February 15th. I'm Keisha Wallace, thanking you for choosing Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup as your source for Caribbean-centered news. Be sure to spread the word to family, friends, and associates. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com and be sure to like and follow us on Facebook, now Meta.